0: This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 463 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, Total Saddle Fit, and Equine Comfort Products. Today we are talking to Annie Morris about taking a dressage vacation to Portugal, and Missy Fladland tells us about the Omaha International Horse Show, as well as a discussion for the Trainer Tip of the Week.
1: Stanfield from Loxahatchee, Florida.
0: And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show.
1: Hey, Phil.
0: Hi, Arise. What's going on?
1: <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> nothing much. I, uh, I'm i not going to complain, but it's getting a little warm here in South Florida.
0: Time to go so, north.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. Got it. It We've is. got
0: enough snow for you here.
1: Yes, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. I, well, I went back home for a, a quick visit last weekend and I. Uh, It was beautiful for the couple days I was there, but the day I left, uh, it, like, dropped 45 degrees, and it was terrible. I mean, the swings that you guys are having is... uh, Oh, we
0: had such an ice storm over the weekend. I really uh, couldn't leave my house for a day.
1: Oh, my... Which is, in Canada, is a big deal. Like, that's no joke.
0: Yeah. So, so
1: the never-ending winter,
0: I... And we were supposed to have Isabel Wirth here this weekend. Oh, no. And that got canceled. I'm just so disappointed. And In three weeks, we have to go to a horse show oh, outdoors.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, So
0: oh I'm really like.
1: Yeah, wonderful. we're gonna yep. keep keep. We're coming home uh, <laughs> next week. We're off, so I'm looking forward to to the traveling circus traveling. Uh, so I'm excited, but I hope it will stay warm. <laughs> it it's gotta be. I mean, it's it's almost May, so.
0: Well, Reese, you better head up north pretty soon because Rolex is coming up, and then it's the Derby. So
1: I know. gotta get back it's- to Kentucky gotta get back gotta get back for sure the pictures are gorgeous when it's sunny uh, which is like once a week Um, but uh, I don't know how many listeners are going to be coming to Rolex but I was invited I'm looking forward to it I am doing a panel discussion it's called Champions Live on Sunday morning uh, and it's right after the jog so it's at approximately 9.30 to 11 Sunday April 29th in the Kentucky Club tent on the cross country course and this is free and open to any Anyone with a ticket uh, Sunday uh, to the grounds, to admission ticket, and it's me, and I think Jimmy Wafford will be um, doing the. Um He's a panel moderator, and I know for sure Boyd Martin is coming. So, of course, everyone's going to want to talk to Boyd, not me, but I look forward (laughs) to it. And I'm not quite sure. There's also a show jumper uh, that will be there as well. So it's going to be really fun. So uh, if anyone's around, I'd love to do a listener meetup sort of right after that. Anybody that wants to come and chat, I'd love to hear and talk with you. So uh, it should end up around 11 o'clock in the Kentucky Club tent, and it is free and open to anyone that has a ticket. So I hope to see some people
0: that's fantastic
1: and ask questions please so i'm not the only one
0: size related questions or just random questions
1: you know i i'm not sure <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know you know it's me i'll, I'll answer any
0: question
1: <laughs> yeah it could be a free for all completely so i look forward yeah. to it
0: uh, sounds really fun
1: yeah should be fun and phil we've got a great show tonight Um, I think everyone's going to really enjoy hearing about some of the events that are happening. And if you want to plan a vacation for the summer, uh, I know, to warm, sunny Portugal, uh, we're going to talk with Annie Morris. She's going to tell you a little bit about uh, her job and her life in Portugal. So it should be a lot of fun. So we're going to take a quick commercial break from Kentucky Performance Products. And we're going to come back with Missy Flagland uh, about the Omaha show she just went to.
2: The sun is just peeking above the tree line as you walk into the barn. You grab your horse's halter off the hook and head out to the field. The dew shimmers in the sun as you walk across the damp grass. You call his name and his head comes up as he walks toward you, looking for the apple in your pocket. You take your time grooming, enjoying the peace and quiet in the empty barn. A refreshing breeze greets you as you start down the tree-lined path. Your horse ambles along on a loose rein as you both enjoy a relaxing ride. The feeling you get on an early morning hack is why we do what we do at Kentucky Performance Products. This feeling is brought to you by MicroPhase. Fill the nutritional gaps in your horse's diet Microphase Vitamin and Mineral Supplement is a low-calorie way to provide your horse with the vitamins and minerals missing from their diet. The horse that matters to you matters to us.
1: Well, tonight I am so happy to have um, FEI rider and trainer Missy Fladland back on the
3: show. Missy, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Reese and Phil. It's great to be back.
1: I know round two. We always love it when you when you guys all come back and chat with us. <laughs>
0: Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, we try not love to love scare that. people away too yeah, much, or you know. We try
1: to get to never, the yeah. never, never.
3: You guys are great.
1: You guys are super- <laughs> so, so you did just an awesome event last week at the. It was the International Omaha Team Dressage Team Challenge. Can you tell That's us what correct. you were up to? That's, it. Looks great. It, w- it looks like a lot of fun.
3: We had a great time. We had a great time. So. The idea behind the show was to try to attract um, and to help grow the dressage in the Midwest. Last week, myself, Heidi Basler, and Otilia Jones, Tilly Jones, had a team together. There were four teams that represented, and we got to ride our tests. Usually, you know, they're trying to make it so it's all FEI, so Pre-St. George and up, Young Rider tests, stuff like that. And uh, we had a great showing. Of course, it was top-notch facility, footing, judges. Um, Thomas Bauer is the director of dressage. So it was run to the T Elizabeth was there being the steward TD, and she was fabulous. So again, just like the world cup was, it was just a show that was to the nines and done so well and so organized so nicely. It was just wonderful. In addition, I also got to ride my young horse that we just got from Europe with Hubertus Schmidt. So that was really fun too.
0: Yeah, I think that was kind of a special treat to have them bring Hubertus Schmidt in and give, he gave sort of a clinic, right?
3: Exactly. It was more, I would describe it more like, I wouldn't say it was a master class, but it was a little bit like explaining from five-year-olds on up what the horse should be doing, what he likes to see in the horse, and what exercises he might do with that horse at that age. Um, So it was not only educational for the horse and rider, but it was also educational for the audience. So it was great.
0: Very interesting. Can can yeah. you tell us a little bit about, you know, what you got out of that session with him and with your horse?
3: Absolutely. You know, he is very very similar to my coach Catherine Bateson. So, for me it was it was just like being in a lesson with Catherine. Um he again really really preaches that he the horse has to have a good relaxed mind. They have to be able to stretch in the beginning. That's incredibly important to him. If they don't stretch in the beginning, that's where he starts before he brings them up. And then from there, once he has that relaxation and the stretch over the back, then he starts to build more power in the gates. Once he gets more power in the gates, then we start to run through a few of the exercises for that particular age group. He's very methodical and very specific about making sure that the horse takes the contact properly, that he understands how to give to the bit laterally and longitudinally, and that you do have true relaxation, not just the, the body, but the mind too. It's very important to him.
1: Wow. So tell us, I mean, how did the team championships work? How did that come down?
3: That was, that's a very good question. So the way it worked was there was you basically had two rides. You had an intermediary ride if you were in the small tour or a Grand Prix ride if you were riding a Grand Prix horse um, or a young rider test if you were on a young rider horse, if you were a young rider riding a young rider test. And then you had your freestyle on that. So there were basically four teams and you had three riders for each team. With the lowest score of each day being dropped of competition, so after the first day there's a leading team, and after the second day there's you they place everybody as far as winning goes. And we my team ended up second, a very close second um, to the first place team. So that was really fun. We had a we had a great experience. So the first day everybody goes in and rides their test, and they basically average your top two scores from your team to to start out the placings of where people are where the teams are. At. And then the freestyles um, were the last ride of the show, and once those scores came in, again, you take your top two teammate freestyle scores and average those two together and average it with your first day's team scores, and that produces the winner. Cool.
0: And were they were they able to get very many spectators? What was the atmosphere like? Were they doing a trade show at the same time? What was going on they were. Uh, in, in conjunction with the show?
3: That's a good question. It was very much set up just like the World Cup was last year. So we had a nice big warm-up ring with all of the vendors and eating place, the VIP lounge, all surrounding that particular warm-up ring. And that was free to anybody who wanted to come. There was no charge to get in there. And then in the main events, of course, you, those were all ticketed items, and those were in the main ring, the jumping and the dressage and the what we call the dressage showcase, which is where the Hubertus Clinic was. In addition to Hubertus being there, they also had George Morris there for the jumping So that was great. He did a, a, quote, master class or clinic. And both of those instructors also gave a free demo lesson. It was a shorter one, but a place where people could come without having to pay. And it was a little tiny demo ring. So that was great if people couldn't afford to do the showcase or didn't have the time or those days off or whatnot, that they were able to at least come and see those guys at no charge for a half-hour session, which was really neat. So there was a lot of things to do. In addition to that, my husband and I also did some demo work with basic horsemanship and, you know, how we start our young horses and how we expose them to all this stuff. Well, what's great is the Dressage Foundation also brings in a ton of area school kids.
0: And yes, so these I, kids I saw that piled. during the World Cup. Yeah, that was really yep. it was really fun to see the, the kids, like, sort of uh, interacting with some of the horses that they had there and yep. just... really, really wowed about, about, um, and excited about, you know, just seeing a horse. So
3: that was kind of refreshing and
0: really fun. I, I enjoyed that a lot when when we were there.
3: It's really cool. It is because think you could just, even if you just changed one child's life, that would just be amazing. So they do that every year and those kids got to come through and pet noses and, and see all that. And there was a kid area in the back to play and they could, learn to wrap legs and learn how to put the bridle on, on you know, fake horses. It was really, it was really great. They really are trying to educate the Midwest from the grassroots up. And in addition to expanding the quality of dressage in the Midwest as well, trying to bring per se a mini Florida to the Midwest for all of us people who have to go to Florida for the winter to really gear up and compete and, and to do what we want to do. If we're going to be at the top of our sport, you have to go there or Europe. But then to have something to come back to that's just as nice with just as many quality riders, and that's their goal.
1: So this is going to continue this event. This isn't. This wasn't our first.
3: Exactly. No, the first, the very first time they did a dressage event was in 15, and then they did the test event for the World Cup in 16, and they had the World Cup, which I'm not going to say any names, but I just can tell you that le- that the main organizer and CEO Lisa Ruskins has had calls <laughs> from powers that be and people who will remain nameless that Paris was no Omaha. Um, awesome. Very yeah. Cool. So you so know I yeah. think they would really like them to take that on again. Um, when that would be, I don't know, but we'll just, you know, hopefully, I just you know when we were there, I,
0: yeah. I, I can believe that because when we were there, I mean what struck me was just the hospitality of the of the Midwest and how excited the whole town whether they were involved with the horses or not, like excited it just seemed like everybody was excited to have you know, dressage people, jumping people, horse people in town, and we were just really catered to. That's what really came across
3: Absolutely. to me. Absolutely, and and it was and fun. Is yeah, true. it is true of a lot of our people here. Dan Urban was the head, and typically is the head of the stabling for that show. And he, is, him, and his family are just amazing. They own a huge hunter jumper facility out west Omaha, and he does a whole series of shows all summer, man, I think all winter. And he also competes himself and is a top competitor in the hunter and jumper world. And you know, he's just the nicest guy ever and that family is a wonderful family, but there's a lot of us in the Midwest that are like that and really are there, you know, the volunteers are like that. They're they're there to help people succeed and they love to be a part of it. So that's really, that makes us very unique in what we do out here for sure.
1: That's awesome. Well, we look forward to maybe coming next year. That would be so much fun.
3: So well, they're Miss- going to make some changes and improvements to the idea of it, and they're going to we're going to go for it next year too. So we're we're going to try to get you there, Reese, with the team. I know. Yeah, <laughs> that would be super
1: fun. That would be. Oh, I wouldn't. I would love. And you, you know, would have obviously, a blast. we would have so much fun. And and everybody knows Heidi Basler is a good friend of mine. So I was watching yeah. you guys like crazy and uh, really rooting you on from here in South Florida. Well, Missy, thank, thank you. you so much for coming on the show. We look forward to to. Uh, keeping up with you this summer and hopefully we, we get all the rundown so Missy how can our listeners find you online if they want to learn more about the show or learn more about your training in Nebraska and Florida
2: Absol-
3: absolutely mm-hmm. they can go to our website which is com. that's l-a-r-i-a-t-a ranch.com and email me from there So awesome we love it Awesome. Well, thank
1: you so much. We can't wait to keep in touch with you.
3: Same here. Thank you both for calling and look forward to the next time. Well,
1: Phil, that was a great discussion with Missy. She's wonderful. And hopefully we can get that Omaha House show even better attended.
0: Just keep building it. Yeah, she's I think it's very exciting, you know.
1: Yeah, it something is. something in Let the up. middle
0: of the country. So that, yes. that's kind of cool.
1: It's really cool. So we're going to take one more commercial break and we're going to come back with Annie Morris. And she's going to tell you all about Portugal.
2: Merino Sheepskin Saddle Pads, 100%
3: Merino Wool Saddle Pads, grip tech Saddle Pads, and Air Ride Saddle Pads from Equine Comfort Products are designed for active riders, competitors, and horse enthusiasts. Let's learn more about the massive benefits of the Air Ride Pads. ECP's Air Ride Pads are extremely breathable due to the series of small holes throughout the entire pad's surface the ventilation holes allow for better heat transfer and moisture wicking. This keeps the horse cool and dry, providing a greater competitive edge. Furthermore, they are durable, shock-absorbing, and offer superb comfort while retaining their original shape after each use. They are antimicrobial and constructed of a TPE foam, which is a thermoplastic elastomer, preventing slipping under both wet and dry conditions. All of our pads have billet straps and our full size pads also include girth straps to hold the pad in place. Air Ride pads can be cleaned simply by spraying them down with cool water or wiping them off. You can find ECP products at your local tack store, online retailers, or you can go to www.equinecomfort.com.
1: Well, today I am so excited to introduce Annie Morris. She's a columnist for Dressage Today and an FEI certified instructor, and she is currently living in Portugal. Annie, welcome to the show. Hello. <laughs> well, I'm so happy to have you. It's kind of late there, so I'm sure you're in your jammies. So <laughs> thank you for staying up late to talk to us. But Annie, tell us, what are you up to in Portugal? It sounds amazing.
4: Well, right now I work at Montevideo Eco Resort, which is a a breeding barn uh, for Lusitanos that actually four years ago became a hotel that offers uh, vacations for people that love dressage. So they offer dressage lessons with international instructors on schoolmaster Lusitano horses. And uh, it really is a paradise (laughs) to work here in Portugal, um, in a really beautiful area and, uh, with wonderful people and fabulous horses.
1: So, so tell us what about paradise? Like, tell us all about it because I want to get on a plane right now.
4: <laughs> well, um, the first thing, cause the first time I came here, it was actually as a guest I was planning actually to write an article about the place for dressage today, which I ended up doing last year. Uh, but I came to visit and uh, was struck immediately by how beautiful the scenery is. I've never seen anything like it. It's uh, a kind of a open forest of cork and oak trees and low bushes of beautiful flowers and in the spring it's very green in the fall it's very arid Uh, but something about the way the light is even you always have an amazing sunset and beautiful clouds it's just like a place that you could only dream of so then uh, of course uh, I found that I really love these Lusitano horses and that was another thing that really struck me, the horses here at Montevideo. Uh, when I came originally, I was like, how did these amazing schoolmasters get here? <laughs> and uh, we get to ride them. <laughs> they're so well-trained, and the, not only that, but the horses are so generous. Uh, they feel like uh, they really know their job, and they're, um, it's a pleasure for them to share the good feeling with uh, the riders. Um, So after that, I came back to work and I found uh, it's all true. (laughs) The the horses, uh, the paradise doesn't end and the horses are really incredible week in, week out. uh, They really give their best. And I think it's just a trait of their personality. It's uh, really incredible.
0: So awesome. how, did you, uh, how did the transition go from you being a guest to now, I assume, that you're, you're teaching lessons and, and riding there?
4: Yeah, exactly. I was at a point in my life where I was kind of in between jobs. And I didn't have a horse of my own or anything like that. So surprisingly, it was actually easy to up everything I owned and move to <laughs> Portugal. Yeah, sounds
0: fantastic. Uh, Annie, can you tell us what a typical, like as a guest, what does a typical typical day look like?
4: Well, it depends on uh, what you sign up for. Of course, you can have as much or as little training as you want. But the maximum really is two lessons per day. Uh, many people also opt to do one dressage lesson and then one trail ride per day or you know uh, some combination if you have other things you want to do you could just ride once per day for example if you're here when the weather is nice which is most of the time you can spend your day at the pool in between your riding you can go they have a a nearby winery which is has amazing wine you can do a tour or a tasting there many people end up Uh, hanging out with the other guests, making friends and connections with them uh, all around the world. So that's really nice. At the hotel, they have their own restaurant, so they serve the meals and the food is often very fresh and it's served uh, like buffet style. So everyone does kind of uh, meet each other, get together, talk about their horses, talk about their experiences. And it ends up being a really interesting uh, community. Every week is different.
0: <laughs> yeah, it sounds nice. Um, yeah. So, where where in Portugal uh, is it located? Where can you give us an idea?
4: Yeah, where, you're, where you are. From Lisbon, it's about an hour or so to the east, in a little town called Areolos, and yeah, it's about an hour by car. From the airport.
1: So, Annie, tell us what is your typical day as an instructor there.
4: Well, I'm lucky because I get to teach, which is something I love to do, and also ride and train the horses from the breeding barn. So currently, I have a few horses that are projects of mine, including a couple of four-year-olds this year that uh, the the stud farm bred. And those horses, of course, their goal is to develop them. And one of them is already sold, but one is for sale just to develop them for future dressage prospects and then when i'm not uh, riding in between i'm also teaching which is often really fun as i said there's such a group of people from all over the world that come here it's always really fun uh when you have such a good situation of for now i really know the horses i can help somebody an amazing feeling that might otherwise be difficult uh them to find on the kind of horses that they ride at home or at the level they're usually riding at. And part of it is just having that experience with the horses. So those are my two main jobs. But one, one thing that's really nice, I mean, we work all day, but in Portugal, easy not to be in too much of a rush. And one thing I really love is we have a full hour of lunch break, which I've had you know, before in my life. I'm
2: like,
4: this is really boring. I don't know what to do with myself. But I, <laughs> It really is an important part of the day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that! What else is different about living in Portugal, just on a personal level?
4: Well, the, especially where I live, it's actually a very small little town. So, to me, it was interesting. I mean, first of all, not very many people spoke English, uh, and uh, they have their everything they have is based in like these deep traditions. So, it took me a while to pick up on them. For example. Uh, Portugal really loves their food, and they're really good at making it. (laughs) (laughs) They really love their wine, which is also incredible. So, for example, the meals are very important. Especially living here in my little town, um, I really get a snapshot of what small places of Portugal are like, like not (laughs) the big city. And uh, one thing that, that to me is really interesting is each of these little towns Them have their own special dishes or types of dishes that they serve at different types of year. And um, I mean, of course, local wine. Well, Annie,
1: I'm ready to book my flight to Portugal to come ride with you. But um, how can I find you online and how can our listeners get in touch with you?
4: Well, Montevideo has their own website and that's uh, montevideo.pt. It's spelled M-O-N-T-E-V-E-L-H-O. That PT. And uh, also, if you want, if you have any questions, you can always contact me. I mean, uh, my personal email is amorisdressage at gmail.com with any questions or comments. I would be happy to answer them.
1: Oh, it sounds like so much fun. Annie, thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, I'm serious. I really want to come visit in Portugal. It sounds amazing.
4: Well, you're welcome. Please do.
1: (laughs) So, Phil, we have a great total saddle fit tip of the week we're really excited that missy flagland decided or we, we coerced her to stay on to the yeah,
0: show Yeah, we, i don't think she decided but we <laughs> yeah yeah It, it was, that's okay yeah,
1: exactly <laughs> our, our
0: guests get used to that after a while having to do they, trainer tips and yeah talks. they, know. they Sorry. know a little <laughs> more just dressage <laughs> with us which is fun so
1: i think i think so they're getting ready but phil tell us about the shoulder uh the total saddle fit shoulder relief girth that we both love
0: well, actually, we were talking to we had Justin on last week, and uh, we both you and I said, "Oh, we, you know, we have a new horse to uh, to fit with saddlery." And I said, "I said, Justin, do you mind sending me another girth?" And he's like, "No problem." So I get the, the total saddle fit stretch tech girth. It's my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Um, it fits the horses just so well that you know, um, right in that girth groove, and really allows them freedom of their shoulders to move. All the horses really love it. So I'm. Really happy that and Justin has been our sponsor for so long. We really appreciate him and all of his knowledge that he brings to our show when he comes on. Yeah,
1: he's a great you guy know. and was telling us about the wool liner. That's new, and I'm so very excited about the wool liner. Um, mine actually got shipped to Kentucky because I don't need any more things in Florida. So, <laughs> Justin, I can't wait for my package. Uh, I know it got there because I got the notice, so I'm looking forward to to getting that to using that. So, Justin's great. And, again, if you have any questions... Uh, You can get a hold of Justin at care at totalsaddlefit.com.
0: This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief Girth at totalsaddlefit.com.
1: Well, Phil, for our Total Saddle Fit Tip of the Week, we asked Missy Fladland to stay on the line and give us a tip for the week. Missy, what you got for us? What are we talking about this week?
3: I think the tip for the week would be consistency in your aids for your horse and for yourself. If you want to be successful and you want your horse to be successful and happy, the consistency in the way you use your aids and in the reaction you get from your aids makes an incredible difference in whether you have a top performing horse or an average performing horse.
1: I love it. So, so tell us, I mean, give us an example of consistency.
0: Yeah. yeah. What's the strategy here? Yeah. Let's explain this for our listeners a little bit. So
3: let's, let's think about maybe at the beginning, you want to stretch your horse and how you go about with your rein aids and your leg aids as you position that horse to ask that horse to stretch. If you just randomly seesaw in their mouth and just randomly ask them to go forward without a good feel in your hand and a good feel in your body and in your legs, you're not going to get a very consistent and proper stretch. But if you understand how to connect the horse from the inside leg, that when the horse yields softly in its rib cage and steps up to the outside rein as it softly flexes to the inside rein and you feel that, and you release for that at the right time, and you consistently ask for that same feel each time you need to reposition the horse, that stretch will be consistent and proper and in more balance than it would be if you
0: did not. Yeah. This is a great topic because I think you're just coming off of the uh, Hubert Schmidt Clinic or, you know, about stretching. I think this is uh, a movement, it, it occurs in first level that uh, really challenges a lot of amateur riders and a lot of because you know how do we create this feel you know when we don't even really know what we're looking for So uh, maybe you that's, can go over the aids once point. again yeah and and yeah, uh, and explain it as best we can.
3: For me, when a horse understands how to respect your rein aid and how to respect your leg aid, When you ask that horse to softly yield longitudinally to the outside rein, as you flex them softly to the inside, if you truly get softness, not lightness, that's different when they're hiding, but a softness, that flexion causes the horse to soften and stretch its neck out. With that said, you have to have your leg in position to keep the hind leg underneath the middle of its body, to keep its shoulders up and a nice soft curve bend, I'm thinking of this on a circle for most people, the nice soft curve, curve bend in the horse to keep the elevation in the lift and the shoulders, which is really what helps that stretch be proper versus just the horse putting its neck down and going onto the forehand. Stretching a horse and keeping its shoulders up is very difficult, but if you stretch the horse properly, when you do go to bring the horse up, the top line, that you have when you put the horse into a shorter compact frame for the lack of a better word or, or connection, the horse's muscles on the top line stay lengthened and long and the bottom line stays closed. So it's a beginning of an education that goes throughout the horse's life that helps them understand what we want them to do and which muscles to engage and which muscles not to use. So, Missy,
1: you talked about stretching in the beginning with the young horse, which I totally agree. I mean, what are some other times that you would use stretching work?
3: That's a really good question. So maybe you're working with an upper-level horse or a medium-level horse, and the horse is maybe not as fit as they will be in two months, and they need a break. You need to stretch that horse several times in your ride. Maybe you have that horse up for seven minutes. Again, consistency, not just with your aids, but with how long you work the horse, how long you keep the horse up. Um, if you go to the gym and your trainer asks you to do 10 squats the first day and 100 the second day, it might not work out so well for you. Same thing for the horse. You have to be really thinking of a thinking horseman and the way you fit your horse. And so the stretching in the middle of a ride to give the horse a bit of a break and a bit of relaxation over the top line is very good for them.
1: Yeah, and I would even say go as far, I mean, I think I do it every day, well, I do it every ride, you know, especially if I'm really compressing Absolutely. a horse. Absolutely. You know, they need, yep. it's sort of, you compress the, the, the muscles, you got to let the muscles stretch. So, you know, yes, it is in first level, um, you know, the stretch circle, um, but you'll find stretching really well, through fourth level, through, sure. the
3: mm-hmm. yes, yes. The through the Grand Prix. Yes, all the way to the Grand Prix. From mm-hmm. from when you start them as a baby, when they can handle stretching and not get in trouble, to mm-hmm. all the way through the Grand Prix. I watched Carl and Charlotte do it when I was in England. You know, it's a it's a huge part of of the training. Not just it's not just, at, like you said, in training in first level because it's in a test. It's every day, right. every day, every ride a little bit of stretching here and there to make sure you have that um, rideability, that looseness in the horse that freedom of their back. Absolutely. I think it's so important to, to yeah, do I think that. It, it
0: helps so many aspects. I mean, we can talk about self-carriage. We can talk about, you know, getting getting tension out. And, you know, because when you do start to compress, really compress a horse into PF Passage, you can't do it for very long. And the horses get very tense and, you know, very a little bit busy in their mind and problematic. You have to have somewhere to go to that they understand and that they can... Um, can just relax for, for moments or, or even days. I would, you know, some of my horses stretch, you know, I can bring them out on Tuesday, ride them pretty hard. Wednesday, they have a whole stretch day. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I did it. I did it
1: today with my youngster. You know, he was kind of yep. like sweet and snuggly in the barn because I kind of worked him hard yesterday and I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, Phil would say I'm being too sweet. But, yeah. you know, I mean, he was really good and I got on and he was, he was reaching for the bit and he was, you know, it's a six-year-old and he was reaching for the bit and he was happy when he's over his back. And so I said, you know what, today we're doing a stretchy day. This is, this is good. And, yep. it, and it was, he and was happy a, and had a good, good
3: workout. It was good. There's a really good horseman's expression to, to for exactly what you did. And that's always quit while you're ahead. Yeah, right. You know, you you, you yeah. always leave the horse when they're right where you want them. When the energy is going in the right direction and the mind is in the right direction, that's where you leave them because that's yeah. the spot they want to come back to the next day. And that's no, exactly like like Phil said, the stretching, is, it's a form of relaxation. They, they do get a little tight and worried when you're teaching them something new and something hard, and especially in a collected movement. And to be able to go right back to that, okay, here's your head, here's your neck, you're okay, everything's okay, is a great training tool to let them know that there is a place to go we're going to do this for a few steps now you get to be left alone and stretch out a little bit so it's a huge piece of the trading absolutely
2: but
0: yeah, i think no. uh, back to the original point they must at at first you know kind of yield to your leg and hand to make this happen right so if you put your inside leg I on would- and the horse doesn't step away from it or if you put a little contact a little extra contact on your inside rein and the horse doesn't yield uh, away from that a little bit then then you you can't create the stuff we're talking about so
3: that's correct that's correct and it just shows again the consistency if if that piece isn't there you might really analyze go back to the walk and analyze how consistent you are when when you do pick up the reins when you start to just shorten the reins what happens to the horse's neck and and what happens to their contact do they go to it do they start to raise their neck up and get hollow are they rut, taking your hand and taking it, taking it too much, taking the negative contact. So really analyze those things and start to think to yourself, am I really giving the aid necessary to get this horse to yield? And then am I releasing and softening when that horse does yield? And that's hard. That's hard, especially for a lot of people who ride in in at home by themselves. And even if they have mirrors, it's hard to self critique.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. For sure. Well, Missy, thank you so much for staying on the line and giving us our total saddle fit tip of the week. One more time, how can our listeners find you online?
3: We're at Ranch.com That's L-A-R-I-A-B-A ranch.com or Kip Missy Vladlin on Facebook.
1: Fantastic. Well, Missy, thanks so much. And we will talk to you soon. Thank you. Well, Phil, we got some great Facebook and emails this week, actually. There was uh, on the auditor page, which you can always become an auditor of the Horse Radio Network um, by going onto to thehorseradionetwork.com, and you can learn more about it. But it is the most active Facebook group. It's really cool, uh, and people will put questions, and I happen to get tagged in a question, so it came up on my phone. Uh, so we will get that on. Actually, I got several. So we will get them on. Don't worry, guys. We just grabbed Missy this week, and uh, we'll get it on next month for sure. So. Uh, we love it. With We have email and Facebook shoutouts. Well, as always, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, DressageRadio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is MapleCrestFarmKY.com and my email is Reese at Horseradionetwork.com.
0: I think the best place to find me is on Facebook or my email is Philip at Horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week for allowing us to put on a show. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com.
1: And as always, keep your heels down and your shoulders back. And we can't wait to talk to you in
2: May.